Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com man that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in oh burger time so sit back get comfortable carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you i could stay here forever carvana where car buying meets comfort meets convenience Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire, running your own company, achieving your life's goals, yet wake up in a cold sweat next to the last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You um, are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Hello, caviar dreamers. Hi, caviar dreamers. It is Pride Month. It is June. And we are sharing fabulous stories from the LGBTQ plus community all month long. Yes. And... You know what? It's the best month ever because it's all about love, love, love. And we love loving the love. Exactly. And everybody we have on is part of the LGBTQ plus community. And they're amazing. And these are our really good friends, by the way. Yes. Darren Cobb and Liz Colley. And we are so excited to have them here. They have both had amazing careers in the entertainment industry separately. And they came together in 2020 to create this podcast which, Which a, you know, they say a queer perspective on pop culture. Yeah. Just a different perspective, which is so good. And so they come out with this podcast, which has so many listeners, such a great perspective. So let's get them on. Hi, girls. Hi. Thank you so both good. so much for coming on. Caviar Dreams, Jennifer Budget. We are so grateful to have you both here. I know. We have Liz and Darren from Scissoring Isn't a Thing. I mean, but that's just like one of the things you guys do. I mean, you two are like superstars, have done so many things. I mean, Liz, you've been in the TV game, producing, on-air talent. Writing, directing. Writing, directing, yeah. all of that. You had it's a show that's very close to my heart because I love nail art. Like, oh, love. yes, I have my pride oh, nails. Look at her nails. Me too, She's I have my pride nails too. Oh yeah. my God, the glitter, they're kind of same, same, but different. Love. Yeah, I love it. Lexi's cooler because she has tattoos, though, Liz. So. I have tattoos. <laughs> I know, but I like on her tattoos. hands. Like on her hands. Oh. Like, like, on my and, arms. And then I don't know. And then we have Darren Carp. I mean, she's just everything. She's a host on so many things. Scissoring is a thing. People TV reality check. She yes. has had numerous shows. She works with Andy Cohen. And then is like can be running every game show in America. I mean, I you're a host that. on every single thing. Podcast. Your lips, from your lips to God's ears, I just feel like I got to have blonde hair for this podcast. I'm I mean, I know. I mean, no, three... well, every blondie needs a brownie. That's yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can be all three of yours. I'm very. I know you could be all be. three of mine. And I, I mean, you've done every possible thing already, <laughs> and in your young little years. And that's well, I got. I try. I got more to do, March. More to do. More to do. More to do. And and we're good friends. And my husband wants to adopt you. So. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a fact. Yeah, that's a that's so, a fact. Tell us how you guys met and how you guys started your own podcast. I think you started it around the same time as we started ours, which 
was kind of challenging. Even though we all had time on our hands, it was kind of challenging at that time to do a podcast. Go ahead, Liz. Oh, you want you me to do it? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll add, I'm going to let you see the story, but then I'm going to add color commentary. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. So actually, our mutual friend, Margaret Sarney, who says yes. hello. I love yes. both of you. Yes. Sarney is my dear, dear friend of, oh God, 12 plus years. Um, she literally plucked me out of obscurity, out of a bar. If that is, that's a, that's a story for another time. And she, you know, was, she was working on getting nailed, which was my nail art show. And they really, we wanted to do something else. They were going into the podcasting space and Sarni always talked about Darren. Oh, Darren. I'm going to New York. I got to have lunch with Darren. Oh, you're going to love Darren. I'm like, well, who is Darren and why am I going to love her? Oh, because she's gay. (laughs) Right, exactly. Okay. Great. Two lesbian chicks. Right, right. So she's like, I want you guys to meet. I think you guys will hit it off. Like, let's just see. And I'm kind of like, is this girl cool? Like, I don't know. Like, she's game show host extraordinaire. Like, she's Andy's assistant. We'll see, whatever. So we go to Chaconi's. And we sit down for lunch and this one looks at me. I don't even know how far (laughs) Darren got into it. And Uh just picks up up my hands and goes, you ain't, you're not dating any women. You're not having (laughs) sex with women with nails like those. (laughs) I was like, you can't really be gay. And she was like, actually, I'm married to a woman and I've gotten no complaints in my like 30 plus years. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> okay, that is so That's funny. I, you got to keep you got to keep it short. I know short, I've ladies. never thought you got to keep really. it short. <laughs> well, Liz obviously, well, obviously doesn't not. think so. Obviously not. Well, now Most I know all. a little bit more about Lexi too. Lexi's probably not getting up with women either cuz I saw the nail art. It's, you know. I'm not getting with anyone at this. Yeah. Point. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <mean. exhausted>. Right? <laughs> um but yeah, no. And so, and then we just kind of started talking about all the crazy things that people ask us as queer women and we really yeah. hit it off. And you mentioned Lexi earlier that like we started the podcast in COVID and we totally did. We ran into you guys at backstage at Watch What Happens yes. Live That's and we right. were recording all of these episodes and then the pandemic hit. And then Darren and I really actually got to know each other through the show in the last year, having like this very lesbian long distance virtual relationship. And now we're like this old married couple where our friends are like, oh my God, you guys banter and you guys like hate each other, but love each other, you know? And it's just, it's turned into this kind of like beautiful friendship between us. And uh, I like her. I I like you too. That's so good. I love that. So wait, so tell me, so you were doing the nail art and then it's like, then you you moved into doing podcasting and and everything else. You were doing that show. You were producing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like an interesting character in the sense that I've had, you know, in terms of my, what I call day job, I worked in publishing. I, I, Sarni and I worked together at MySpace back in the day and I was producing and doing on air stuff, the X games, getting nailed, blah, 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 blah. And then I started working in kind of the YouTube influencer space really, really early. So like Logan Paul, who just fought or one of those terrible kids, I sold all of their (laughs) brand, whatever they are, they're monsters. Um, I sold all their brand deals. And then I started, you know, I kind of worked in publishing and now I work at Condé Nast and I oversee entertainment there. So I really kind of have this like intense double life. I'm very like, Clark Kent Superman vibes and not that I'm Superman, but in the sense that I get into a closet and I change my clothes at night. Um, actually I never change my clothes. I'm wearing the same thing that I wore like five days ago because it's just, it's cute and nobody else has it seen is. it because I'm like in my it. house. Like pajamas. So little pajamas. Um, but yeah, so I work in publishing and then the nail art show was so fun. I worked with nail artists all over the world with celebrities. It was just great, but it was a logistical nightmare. It sold a bunch of times. It's sitting dusty on a shelf somewhere at Viacom, right? As we speak. Um, yeah. And then podcasting, you know, I really felt like I had a face and a body for radio. So So I was like, yes, this is it. But no, I love podcasting. It's so fun. It's like the best ever. You know what I mean? You can kind of like, there's not so such a heavy lift with it and you can just do it in real time and have fun. And there's no other person I'd rather do it with than Darren Carp. 
Darren is yeah. so, so great. I wanted to ask one shallow thing just about nails because I have a very bad phobia of having a chip nail or a chip toenail. Do you have mm. that phobia? The worst. Oh I, my God. No one What's, has ever seen me with a chip nail or chip toenail. I can 100% True, true story. That. That true, true story. Because that would cause me to have such anxiety. It, it's a weird OCD thing. Wait, can what I tell you, you what's do, worse? Though? What do you do? Wait, hold on. Like Aaron. Darren, okay, you're blowing my mind, women. Okay. Is I don't have, like, these are my real nails. Sorry for yes. all the listeners. Maybe I mean, you guys will like get on this. Yeah. All mine are real, but the worst is when you break your nail. Yes. And you are literally without a nail. Yes. And that happened to me. Yes. I was a bridesmaid in a wedding in Newport, Rhode Island. It's not like I can get my nails fixed. I go, it's a whole thing. And I had to have like one nail off the whole time. And I wanted, I wanted to die. Yeah, okay, it's so weird. Pitches, you have to like hide it. It's like this. Hard. I was like, I just pretended like somebody had like chopped it off, you know, and a ransom, you know, <laughs> like sent it to my parents. You know how you guys <laughs> prevent this anxiety? Keep your nails very short and don't put any paint on them. I know. What about your toes, Darren? Oh, uh, well, in the summer, you know, which I know I'm not usually a flip flop wear, but when I show off a toe at the beach, I like to have them nice and good. So I don't I don't want any chip, but I usually but you don't a light do a color, color anyway. Darren. Do you do a Sometimes color? I do. Sometimes I do. I like to keep it light anyway because I wouldn't like chipped. Like if I have a little I'm so OCD that if I had like a little thing chipped, then I gotta take the whole hand off. Like it's yeah. like I got I would have to take everything off. So not usually on, on these hands, but yeah, that would bother the crap out of me. Yeah, that's why I cannot have a chipped anything. That could cause me to have extreme yeah. anxiety. And and no. you get when you get obsessed with things like dry cleaning or yeah, you, know, you go on <laughs> frenzies. You could go yeah. on a frenzy. Do you, do, you, do you get your sheets pressed? No, I, I think that could be a new thing I could start trying though. Do you get your sheets pressed? Oh, of course. Hey, why I are we will, getting sheets um, pressed? Um, for all, everyone on this right here and everyone listening, okay. I have just changed your life. Wash your sheets in, at home in your duvet cover, take them to the dry cleaners and ask them to press them. And you will all, well, you can thank me later. You will feel like you're in a hotel for the rest of your yes, life. Yes, I want that. And I was saying that to Joe because it's true. Like our duvet covers are wrinkled and Marlene is very high maintenance and she doesn't like to do any ironing <laughs> or anything like that. And you Who know, likes to iron? How expensive your duvet cover is either because I've had inexpensive ones and very expensive ones and, and it doesn't wrinkle. matter that you all wrinkle. They all wrinkle. You, Darren, I am telling you when your, when your girlfriend comes home, yeah. Have yes. all when you finally see each other after all this time, have, have your sheets. sheets pressed. I'm telling it's a whole new world. My wife dragged me for it. She's like, Oh, you're so bougie. This is so ridiculous. Now, you couldn't get her in a bed without press sheets if your life depended wow. on it. Wow, precious. You're welcome. I there know you that's, that's a smart idea. I'm learning so much. I know. Darren. Darren. Who knew? I know. Who knew? So, wait. So I am. I might ask some lesbian-centric questions. Just because do it. Should know. am I allowed to? We yeah. are the experts. Yeah, I'd like to. You think. are the experts. So we say scissoring isn't a thing. I think the hetero people always thought it was. So is that like annoying when people thought that was a thing? It's not that it's it, it. Okay, it's mostly that because Liz and I do argue about whether or not it's a thing. And by the way, I think that you are perfectly woke and up to date. I think the point yeah, is even for Liz and I. Even for Liz and I, who are the L's and the B's of the LGBTQIA plus scenario, yes. like we learn shit all the time. I mean, like we don't yeah. all the time. I all mean, time. and sometimes we get it wrong and sometimes we'll, we'll offend somebody or we'll ask them why they're offended about certain things. Like we'll ask people how they identify and some people don't want to answer and they feel very protective of that. And we don't know that. But the scissoring thing is mostly like this heterosexual Bandit thing of, of, is that what it or, is? or yeah. it's just like like the number one question is like how do women have sex and i'm like i know well, that I know, you know i know how women have sex and yeah. They, yeah and it's the number one <laughs> porn of all time and i'm like any guy that's asked me that i'm like i know you watch lesbian porn and like and it's not that porn is so reflective of everything else but i'm like do you ever see women go like this like no. literally do you ever see that like that's not a thing and so Liz and I have sort of, we've, we've, we've mended it to maybe it's not, not like a, it's like a dry hump, right? Yes, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Right, okay, but we're not like this, you know, which is, 
So we get, yeah. off- it's, it's not an offended thing. It's just yeah, kind of like a, way, that's like a hard yeah. position to get into. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. It's not fun. You're like leaning back. It's like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. You're going to yeah. get a crick in your body. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> after, after, that's we not fun. Porn is single-handedly ruined sex for everybody. 100%. Nothing I yeah. really see that looks fun to me. No, it looks like a lot of effort. Lot. Right. I it's mean, like an aerial breakdancing move that you both have to hold yeah, up for like kind of a while. All that stuff. That's what I say. I'll never forget when someone younger asked us about the first time they had sex and we were like, do not do anything you've ever seen on a floor. No one wants that <laughs> like this. Yes. Like bent. that is not attractive. Yeah, like, do I not said do don't. that. You I don't actually said that. Right. I'm not going to say who I said. Yeah, to one of my kids. That's yeah. what she's saying. I said, you go do not Europe. slap someone's puss like that. I go, I know you're <laughs> Porn. I go, oh if like that, I go, they're not going to like you. So yeah, like that would hurt. Go for Wait, that. that's not fun. Like porn is entertainment and sex. I don't really need to be entertained so much as I need to like be physically turned on during sex. You know, I mean, it's exactly. a different form of entertainment. So that's mostly, I mean, but I think Liz and I, and I think, you know, Liz, please, please chime in if I'm wrong. We are also very not, it takes a lot to offend both of us. Like, I I think it would take, you would have to ask something totally ignorant and rude in order for us to feel like, whoa, like you could literally ask us anything and I don't think we would care at all. It's yeah, no, that's exactly. I think that's the way we are. I wish I was the way everyone else was because the world seems to be going in the way that you make one slip up and it's like game over for you. I mean, it's, well, and it's, that's it, the it's problem terrifying. Is, yeah. And there's so much policing. Darren and I talk about it within the LGBTQ plus community. Like we don't know everything. And the younger generation, I mean, we talked to a 16 year old, we talked to Heather Dubrow's daughter Yes, on our show. Yes. I didn't know what she was talking Half the time, Darren and I are like this at the camera. We're like, like "What can is you that term? spell? Can you spell that word for us one more time?" Dear <laughs> yeah, we child. were like old Let women, us, and we, yeah, exactly. in our young thirties, right? We, we like could not figure it out. out. And so I think you know, if everyone came to it with a little bit more, I don't know, you know, just let's all grace. just like take a beat. Yeah, exactly. no one's looking to hurt anybody. Yeah, no. I think that's that's a good word. Yeah, yeah and, and asking some questions. And I think intent know? matters. Like you being like, can I, can I ask you guys questions about being gay? And Liz and I are like, of course. But if you came in and were like, you're a F word or a whatever, like that's an entirely different intent. I mean, and that's the thing for Liz and I is like, we're just genuinely curious. Like we just yeah. want to know. And it's a sliding scale to all of your points. So it's like, never know what's kind of correct and not. And you know, I mean, even if you're referencing something in the past, it can be considered dead naming to somebody who doesn't go by that anymore, even though it's not, it's important to sell the story. So we try and be as careful as possible. But yeah, I do think grace is something we all need to have a little bit more of, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah, I think that, sure. yeah, I think it's so important because people don't know and they don't know what to say. And I think people are so ready to cancel someone yes. because they make a misstep. And don't 100%. Need- I never want you glad to learn. And things do change, you know, Queer was not a term that was acceptable, acceptable when we were younger, we were younger. Right? Absolutely. So when that yeah. became acceptable, you know, that was that was harder to get used to. You know, you're like, oh, okay, I see. So it's a learning curve for everybody. 100%. I mean, I know I know some like lesbians, females who who you know identify as female or into women who are uncomfortable with the term lesbian and they prefer gay. I don't know why. It's just a term that they, we've had some guests on that are like, I don't like that term. That's cool. I want to know why, because by definition, that term would make sense. So for me, it's like, is there something deeper about that? That's like, was that rude to say to someone back in 19, calling someone, you know, whatever. So it does change. And I think with, especially with like queer culture, to your point, like, I think we're trying to reclaim a lot of those words, you know what I mean? And that's what queer has sort of become in a good way. Yeah, which is great. Yes. Do you think, like, besides, like, shows, do you think, like, the LGBTQ plus community is represented enough in in television? I struggle with this question. Yeah, and, I and, struggle with it, too. And, and the reason for me is that it's not like there's no queer programming. I mean, RuPaul's Drag Race is winning Emmys yes. consistently. Yeah. Like, in a world where 
a, a show about men dressing up as women doing drag. Liz got me into the show, so I'm like a huge oh, yes, fan now because yes, Liz, Liz is obsessed, so she got me oh, in. Guys, RuPaul's Drag Race is amazing, incredible, and and that's winning Emmys, and it's on a huge stage. So it's and you know poses out. There's certainly you know oh, are you the one? I die for pose. I have. I love pose. pose. I love pose. Right. Are you the one? Gener and like L word, Generation Q, like all these things are representing us. I certainly see lesbians, and I just started watching Hacks on uh, on HBO Max, uh, which is so good. Are you guys watching that? I have to watch it. What is it's it? really amazing. It's Jean Smart. It's like kind of loosely based on Joan Rivers' career, but she oh, like yes, hires yes. a writer, and the writer's a lesbian, and oh, or she's I think bisexual, yes, I, or she's, she's bi, bisexual. she's bi, she's bi, okay. yeah, she's bi. So... I haven't gotten that far. Oh, sorry. It's, it's so, so funny. It's so funny. Um, it's so funny. So like, yes, there's representation, but I also kind of want the world where, like, I always notice a queer character and I kind of want a world where it's like, I don't really notice anything. Yes. Like, I just like, we're all the same. Like, it'd be nice to have sort of a gay housewife, a full blown lesbian housewife. We've had I, bisexual by ones. Way, I was dying because I feel like I do have a lot of lesbian friends. Yeah. Uh, one of our friends who is one of them, Taylor. 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 Well, which Mark, you know that I've known Taylor. Well, I also co-host the show, but you know I've known her since I was 15. Yeah, oh, I didn't wild. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because oh, they, they got wild in bars together when Lily we went to acting <laughs> school together when we were 15. That's so crazy. And get I this, they that. both didn't know that the other one was like gay until Liz set me up on a shoot for her old company. And she was like, do you know anyone that would be good? And I was like, oh, Taylor Strecker. She was like, Taylor Strecker. And I was like, yeah. And then we all got together and then Liz called me. She's like, is Taylor a lesbian now? And I was like, yes. And then Taylor Strecker called me. She goes, is Liz a lesbian now? And I was like, she's bi, but yes. <laughs> that is such a small world. I mean, so small. I know. That's, so small. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it's like, I think she would have been a great housewife. Mm -hmm. I say the same exact thing because it makes sense. It just doesn't, it's weird not to. And I'd sort of wish that they would present it, and maybe they will in the future, who knows, of it not like being like, I'm the first gay housewife, but if someone yeah. who's like, here's my wife, I have a kid, here's a dog, like, what your story would be, what Melissa Gorga's story would be. Like, just, yeah, I sort of don't want to notice any gay characters because we're all the same. Well, and I'd also, I'd also say that, I mean, not to campaign for Taylor Strecker, but I have known her for 20 <laughs> some yeah. odd years, so I will yeah. always campaign for Taylor. But she's a perfect example in the sense that I feel similarly to Darren and I, yes, we are queer women, but we're not the quote stereotype, like, what TV, that, that's what I was going to say, Darren, when you were saying we have a lot of queer programming, which is great, but I don't see a lot of queer women like me on TV. I right. don't see a lot of women like me that, you know, are in the industry or not, or just that are, you know, maybe not super butch or like super the type, like the type that is lesbian. You know, I, I would love to see somebody that just kind of like is living their life authentically and authentically they're with the same sex or whatever it is. And I, that's kind of what I would like to see a little bit more because I don't see myself on TV very often. It's if yeah. anyone looks like me, it's because they, you know, found out that they were lesbian at third at 45 and did their, and you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, can we just have somebody that's a little bit like, and I, and I different? think just, and even just to pick up, back off that, there is queer programming, but I want to see a gay housewife. I want to see a gay bachelor, yeah. gay ba a, a, a lesbian bachelorette, like totally mainstream. That like it, to yeah, this point, you I see all the different. That hasn't happened yet either. Why hasn't there been? A I think they're worried because about the Darren's contestants. Because Darren's not single anymore. Because <laughs> Darren, Darren's not single anymore. Yeah, Darren's not single. Janet, Honestly, you should make that happen. I mean, yes. I know now you're with that. I'm not going to announce it. Whatever. No, no, you can. It's Nadine. We talk about it all the time. But yeah, I, I, I'm too happily uh, betrothed to her. But I think the point of them not having gay people is because they think that the contestants would just hook up with each other. Which is probably uh, that's true. That's, yeah, which is yeah. I never even thought of that. That is kind that's of funny. Like, the contestants. Then you have kind of like a pool of thirty people you're attracted yeah. to, and you're like, all I, right, yeah. That is, uh, that's even more fun. Now. So, I know. That's I even a better show. 
to host this. You guys need to create this, produce it, host it, get yeah, it Yeah, do your own version. I think we should do that, Liz. Just leave like a video, like, let's see. I, I think we should, because speaking about nails, when I get, my nails take a very long time, as Darren knows. And when I go, they play like, that's how I got into Temptation Island and Are You the One? Because I just sit there and like an old auntie just talks shit about all the kids. I'm like, are you an idiot? What are you doing? This guy's a murder. So I, I want to go on a show. Yeah, Darren, you can be the like, you can be the Chris Harris. You can be the main person. I don't want to be Chris and Harrison I, right now. I okay, just, I don't want to be Chris Harrison right now. Well, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I know what I mean. And yes, yes. I want to be the person that when they walk off the stage after making all of these stupid mistakes on television, either make them feel better or sort of make fun of them. That's what, oh. and I'll be like in the green room, like giving them more <laughs> alcohol, like, oh, honey, I don't know. That's right. Like, we would lean into the campy gayness of it all. And I think that's why it would be good. You I heard it here first. Think on it. That's Do you right. like Love Island? Do you ever watch Love Island? Love, love, love Island. Upset. Love Love Island. I watch all the English ones. Nothing makes me feel better than English Love Island. It's I like haven't little, watched oh, it. It's oh, the UK version is amazing. Wait, but, oh, Lexi, but Lexi, Wait. let me ask you. Do you put closed captionings on it? Because I can't understand what they're saying half the time. And I know they're speaking English. I know I this. It's so long. If there's like a Scottish person in that or someone from Newcastle, sometimes I can't understand them anymore, which is pathetic considering I lived in only 13 years. It wasn't like I was well, she born has, yet, Yeah, you know? she has a lot of, you have a lot of Jersey accent moved into her British yes. accent. Because if people write to us all the time, what is Lexi? <laughs> and then like, I'm not sure <laughs> What is next? Next, you'll be on season two of of Mayor of East Town, and you'll just have the best accent. I know Mayor of East Town, unbelievably fabulous. The best. It's also Kate Winslet, who's just bomb. So good. Yeah, she's amazing. I love her so much. So amazing. But now I'm gonna watch Hacks, which is also great. You have to watch it. I just started it, and it's amazing. Everyone has said it's like fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. So what do we see going on next for you two? Do, I mean, not that scissoring isn't a thing, isn't unbelievable, but I just, you. you know, I see the podcast is great. So fabulous. Like, do you guys want to do a book? Do you want to do like, that's interesting. I mean, Liz is really the, I will say Liz is hundred percent the brains behind any like marketing or future. She's just so smart. She's so skilled no, in the I way that like I- feel like this caught on very well. And it's not, mm -hmm. there's a million podcasts out there, right? Yeah, right. It's just like I'm saying, everything's about pop culture. Every, you know, you guys have, I think a great niche. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I think, I think I actually, Liz and I talk about this quite frequently that there really isn't a- like younger, kind of bougie, we always say, because her and I are bougie in our own way, uh, yeah, like sure. lesbian, queer, female-centric yeah. space. So yeah, I think for is. us, ultimately, we'd like to turn it into a talk show or something like that where we can I have these interesting cool. conversations. Uh, Liz, I don't know if you wanted to add on yeah, to that. No, I that's kind of where we're seeing it. 100%. I think Darren and I have the opportunity also in our like tribe of people that we know to kind of marry reality TV, pop culture through a queer female lens, which just straight up doesn't exist. Because the reality of it is anyone can listen to our show. Like we've gotten some backlash, Darren, correct me if I'm wrong, well, I didn't from, from queer listeners yeah. being like, you guys like reality TV and fashion and you guys are bad and queers. You guys are and bad queers. And we're like, what are you talking about? I was I like, know. queer isn't a job. Like, I know. There's no so, duty of a queer person. Like you I, just are. You just so are. So really I think- it. Right. Darren and I really, you know, instead of taking that negatively, I actually thought about that. I'm like, that's amazing. That means that we're actually just pop culture with like a little bit of a different perspective just because of who we are, which I think is anybody can, like, you don't have to be gay or queer or whatever to listen to our show. You can just kind of like pop culture because as we said before, RuPaul's Drag Race is in popular culture. You don't yes. have to be you know, a drag queen to watch the show. So I definitely see a show for us. Um, you know, as the world opens up, I think live events are something that Darren and I really want Ooh, to I do. Yes. Totally do some great live events. That's something I think we want to do. I think Darren and I deserve it after this year. Yes, sure. I like my wedges I had on today, my little espadrilles. I asked you where you got those espadrilles. Mm -hmm. And I told you just that because I became a VIP. I got those for just $10. 
Ten dollars. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's like a Starbucks. I know. I know. How cute were they? Adorable. I know. I even did a little Instagram story because I think people are gonna think that those were splurge, not a steal, and they were a real steal. They were amazing. What is Just Fab? Just Fab is online. It's an amazing, amazing company, and they have clothing, accessories, <laughs> footwear. It's fantastic, and you can always get VIP VIP prices when you become a member. Okay, so that's perfect. So is there like anything special for our listeners? There is. That is a special offer for them. They have such amazing collections and collaborations. Right now they have a Kelly Rowland collection just for them. I actually got a dress from that. It's really cute, like the little straps. Oh, I love strap that. Dress. I really need a few little, little summer dresses. Amazing. And you can also go on there to get Fab Kids shoes and clothing. There's everything. And there's exclusive discounts to amazing partner brands. So that is so much. All you need to do is visit the website anytime between the 1st and the 5th of the month and decide whether you want to shop or skip the month once you've signed up. So if you don't shop or skip the month by the 5th, you just get charged a credit towards your next purchase. So it's like getting a gift for your future self. Oh, so there's no perfect. risk here. Good. You just sign up. So everyone, go to www.justfab.com forward slash caveat to become a VIP and get your first pair for only $10. Oh my I mean, God, I have a question for you, Margaret. Oh. Who are the lesbians on your Instagram? Oh, Yaz and Mel. I'm doing their wedding for them, even though- I love them. I'm doing their ceremony. The I met them at an event. They love Joe and I. Joe, you know, Joe, He's like he's like the king of lesbians. That's yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's true. Like, Joe is the king advice. of lesbians. He yeah, loves he all his friends. He you know they just are lesbian women. He just loves and loves Gaz and Mel. And we met them at a party. And of course, why wasn't I? Of course, I'm drawn to them. They have such great style. Amazing. So amazing. Such deep, amazing women. We got to be good friends with them. They're like, oh, would you perform our wedding? You know, do our, get ordained to do our ceremony. I was like, of course, I'd be honored. But of course, the wedding kept getting delayed due to COVID. So now it's like going to be next year. But they became like part of our family. We just love them. They're always at our home, and we're just we're just crazy for them. And they're just oh, I know. Crazy. I see them on the Instagram. I follow I, them. I, I I'm also in my non-spare time, like the most. I go so deep and hard really on does. Instagram. I really do. I can't help it. I just. I just get all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, I'm like, where am I? Who, where? Oh I'm in a whole nother country. I'm following like somebody from Temptation Island, like from five years ago. I'm like, where I'm am I? Whole too, but they're just so smart. Um, Mel, the, the platinum blonde one, she's yep. a professor. She has her PhD. Damn. Um, they're hot. Yes, yeah. was in catering. They're, They're a hot, hot couple. I mean, but Yaz is like, she grooms the dogs into like a mohawk and dyes them pink. Even their yeah. dogs have great style. Everything about them is so good. So I love when they come over. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, right? They make, our, they make our day. They're just, we just love being around them. And they have such I gotta hang out with them. Such good energy. And they bring other people around us that we just love. Everybody they bring around, I'm just crazy for. I mean, and to your point, like even 10 years ago, like when people were like, when gay marriage wasn't a thing, I was like, what's wrong with gay marriage? Like what's wrong with it? it? What is the what is the harm? What is the harm? What is the what is the issue? I don't get it. I just don't get it. I've said this before, I think, on the podcast, but my friend came out when he was 40, almost 40, and he was Irish. And everyone was like, Oh god, we always know he was gay. Why is he coming out? And I was like, because he grew up in Ireland. It was illegal to be gay in Ireland until he was 16. It's a pretty big deal. Like, yep. you know, that he could be accepting of himself after being told for so long it wasn't acceptable. Right. It's not crazy right. to think that is even And it thing. doesn't harm anyone else. That's what I don't oh. understand. It's like when people get so passionate against it, I'm like, why are you so mad about this? Like, what is... What is wrong with you? <laughs> like, to be honest with you, I'm more angry with picky eaters. Like, it is so <laughs> yes. annoying when you see a grown adult and they're like, I don't eat when I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That bothers me. No, so, like, who do you have sex yeah. with? Like, I don't care. Do you know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Like, not taste. Yeah, like, I don't like that. I don't like yeah. those people with the palate of a peasant either. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tolerate. You know, I'm like, why just eat the like vegetable? I don't know. I would no, like eat the arugula. It's an arugula so salad. Weird. Of course, I'm it comes like, with arugula. Grow up, vegetables are cool. Like it's 2021. Like we're all gonna yeah. die. We all thought we were gonna die nine months ago. Like yeah, exactly. Eat like the peppers. Pepper. Yeah, I can't take those people either. They're they're no. the worst. Yeah, people oh get tight about the wrong things, 
and it's very hard to relate to them. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I, I don't relate to being rude to like a waiter for like oh, getting something never. wrong. Don't like never. that is, that's why when people started dating in quarantine and I was like, I mean, I was friends with my girlfriend beforehand. So like I had been out to restaurants with her, but like when people were in quarantine, I was like, don't make it official until you know what they're like in a restaurant. It's like so you don't know how these people treat other people. You got to see that to believe it. Cause that says a lot about a person to me. Like, oh. Absolutely. Oh, One of my God. very good friends, I had a very bad insight. I have to preface it, don't send the food back. She always sends the food back. It's an issue. I don't know what it is. We went out the other night. It was not a pretty sight because we both ordered the longestines. They came out mm. perfect. She really doesn't know much about longestines. And she's like, they're mealy. They're gross. They smell fishy. I'm like, well, first of all, they're fucking longestines. <laughs> and I was like, I go, they're not mealy. You know, they're sweet and tender. She was like rude to the waiter, but just like, I was mortified. I was like, you repulsed me. I was so just, dis- I had to move away from my table, you know, where she was sitting. I had to go sit by other people. You know, my that other girlfriends me. at the other end of the table. I was disgusted. I can't handle that either. Yeah. It's very it rude. I wouldn't like that. Yeah, no, I mean, picky eaters or mean people. It's like, just eat the frickin'. It's like they never went out to a restaurant before. Yeah. It's like, you've survived this long. How did you feed yourself? Come on. Yeah, so I true. can't tolerate these people. I feel like yeah, no. need reintegration into society though, because people have been home for so long that now people have forgotten their social graces. You might need to <laughs> forces to reintegrate them before they like go back into the world and go rampant on people. I'm doing the opposite. I'm like really over tipping in a way that's gonna it's gonna send me right. To like, I mean, I'm just, I'm gonna have to like, you know, file for bankruptcy. You're gonna. I was, I'm like, here's another twenty. I like can't stop myself because well, it's I'm, like you feel bad because they they weren't working for so yes, long. I know, right? So, but that feels insane. But I feel like the restaurants by us have jacked their prices. The restaurants Big I time. go to have really jacked their prices. Yeah, and and I don't, I don't say anything. I'm, I'm happy for them. But I mean, someone complained about the broccoli. Rob side dish was like twenty bucks the other. What? I oh, that's absurd. A side dish should never be twenty dollars unless it's twenty dollars like broccoli. Rob, a lot of my girlfriends were complaining. Yeah. I was like, ah, you know. No substitutions. It was like the whole thing. But I was wow. like, broccoli, broccoli, $20. Like, what am I going to do? $20 baccala or like press my sheets? I only I got so much I money. Know. I, I don't know. We might have to press the sheets. There I don't know. Press the, yes. press the sheets. I'm telling you. Life exactly. I, can't, I can't wait until you do it and you slide into your no, bed. I've and been going like, to do it so that you say that. Now, I mean, I know this sounds a little cheap, and I'm not cheap, but do they charge a lot to press the sheets? No. So this I, is the, this is the tip. Them. I'm on caviar dreams and tuna fish budget. Listen <laughs> okay, up. Yeah, okay, less, yes. <laughs> you gotta wash the sheets at your own home first. Yes, yes. Okay, we're gonna and then they're up. basically just ironing, which nobody wants to do. But the reality of it is once you slide into your bed and you feel like you're ice skating, I'm telling you the 20 bucks is worth it. I'm so doing Ooh. that. I'm doing that immediately. It's a little more for the duvet cover typically, but I'm telling you. See, it's so worth it. No, you got to do it. So that's, you're going to have to surprise Nadine with that. I'm definitely going to do that. I mean, she won't even notice though. Like that's the thing. I do all this thing. Like, Do the sheets feel different? She'd be like, no, no. I, I actually you will put money know? down. I'll put the, the money I'm going to tip the next person at the shitty meal that I have that I feel bad right. I'm going to tip them anyway. I'll do it. I'll put that money down because she's going to be like, oh my God, are these press sheets? Am I in a cloud? <laughs> Am I in a cloud? I love it. That's so exciting. So we well, ask everybody who comes on the podcast a few, a few questions. Okay. 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 One of them being like, what was your big girl panty moment? I was, you know, like you knew it was like pivotal. It could be in business or whatever that, that was very life-changing. It was like, or like, how am I going to get through this? What each of you, what was your big girl panty moment in life? Darren, you go first. Well, I mean, I have a lot of like career. I have a lot of career ones, obviously getting the Andy job. You know, I knew I had a lot of things to fulfill and getting people TV, like those things. But honestly, what I'm going to actually say is more personal because it gave me a lot of growth. And that was after, and and Liz knows the story. I've told this a bunch, but um, I was dating a girl who was from Alabama and she went to go come out to her mom for me over Christmas. And then her mother called me when I was at the office at Watch What Happens Live, actually, and she hate crime me. And she called me a she used to take her shotgun and put it down my throat and blow no. my faggot head off. And then when I kept saying yes, ma'am, to her, like talking to her, because I was so in shock, she was like, I can't believe a 
would even say, ma'am, like clearly you have some sort of like etiquette about you and like said all these terrible things. And I never spoke to my girlfriend ever again. Like she ripped her from me. She had to come on the phone and be like, I choose my mom over you. And then I was just so shocked. I went into Andy's office. I was like, I was like, I don't cry at work, like, but I have to do something privately right now. And you are here to see this. And he was like, oh my God. And at that moment, like it took me so long to get over. And I think in a lot of ways, I've never really gotten over it because I never had closure. But for me, it was like, I am so thankful to be who I am and grow where I grew up and work where I get to work around you guys. And just, it was my big girl panty moment of being like, I am in a, I like the world is good for me and horrible for this person. And it just, it, it, it definitely changed my life and it, it made me have a lot more grace for a lot more other people and their stories. And, um, you know, it made me feel really horrible for this other person. And it kind of taught me how to be a better girlfriend, a better hopefully future parent to my kids and just like certain values that I, I care about more than I ever did before because my life got threatened. So that was kind of my big girl. Devastated. I am so heartbroken that you had to go through that. I am so My scared. parents were very scared and I've never seen my mom. Like my mom was like 70, like cancer survivor, like five, two. And she was like rolling up her sleeves, no, you know, like she was. I want to, I mean, believe me, you know, fucking run her over with a truck yeah because that's like anybody would talk to a young woman like that a young girl but also like her daughter like she treated her daughter like that like that was that's even crazier like no weird more about her religion than her own kid like how is that okay i just very very sick very sick yeah so sorry you had to go through that but i'm you know i'm glad good things came of it good things came of it met the love of my life yes yes yeah Darren, next time I tell you to go first, say no. <laughs> no, because then we can end up. We can I'm like up, literally sitting yeah. here, like, um, we right, can. Right, you're right, like, right. when I started dry cleaning my sheets, <laughs> everything changed. Oh my God, Darren. Bring it, bring it to a positive note. Bring it to I'm a positive note. I'm also not note. sounding cold. I just know the story and I know how terrible it is. But yes. yeah, I, I would also know. say that Darren really can't. I mean, I'm just sitting here like, fuck you. I can't. Sorry. <laughs> My big girl can't, I mean, I guess I could do a business, but I don't even know how to follow that up. <laughs> I, um, I've had, listen, I, it's so funny. Like the first one that came to my mind, actually, I think was when I got married where I was like, whoa, this is really adult. And this, and I'm marrying a woman. I think everyone, as I was even walking down the aisle was like, damn, she's really committing to this gay thing. Huh? Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone... <laughs> I think they kind of didn't think it was going to happen because I had been with so many men uh, before. And again, I identify as bisexual. So who knows if Rachel fucks up, I could, I just, I tell her every time if this doesn't work, which I know it will, I'm just going straight like finance bro. Like I, that is just (laughs) transactional. That's where I'm headed. Um, Totally. But to be honest with you, I would, I think, and Darren, you were kind of there for it. I think this last job that I just got was such a big girl panty moment for, like, I didn't think I deserved it and I didn't think I would get it. And I was so nervous. And, you know, even the interview process, I was so shocked that a company like that would come after me, especially like, I kind of was nervous that we have a podcast called Scissoring Isn't a Thing. It's a little weird, you know, to have that be the name of something when you're kind of corporate and whatnot. But, you know, um, I had all these incredible friends like Darren, like Sarni, that you guys both know, and all these other women in my life, um, particularly the mothers in my life that were like, what are you talking about? Like, you deserve this. You can be funny and curse on the internet and be ridiculous and want and want multiple things you can also be really great at making money that's okay too you know what i mean like you can do all these different things or you know or everything and so i um i think getting the job most recently was i was so scared and it ended up working out and here we are and i will i'll tell everybody this there are Bravo fans wherever you go. So when I joined the company, boy, oh boy, did they find me. And they're like, so you have a podcast with Darren. Do you know the housewives? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, that's so funny. That's what I would say. No, that is true. But you do deserve it. You worked yeah, hard absolutely. your whole life and you deserve it. And that's amazing. And it's something mm-hmm. that we've talked about a million yeah. times. Women very much suffer from, from like, imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. 
because you've worked so hard to get that far. But you know, imposter syndrome really is people who are successful, not insecure mm -hmm. people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'd also like to say one more thing. Sorry, I know this is your show, but Darren, no, no, I just Darren, I just want to mirror something that I heard you say. And that is when you said that you will be a parent one day to your children. And mm -hmm. that is a far departure from where we started in our relationship. <laughs> when you said you would never have kids. And so I would just like to say that love is real, everybody. Yes, you are so in love. But I didn't know that you said earlier in your life, you know, that you never wanted. Margaret, you. this one over here was like, yeah, I'm not really into kids. No kids for me. I'm <laughs> no good. Kids. I'm good. Why am I all of a sudden like a, a deep throated man? Like, why, why, why <laughs> gonna play? It's, like, it's bad enough. My name is Darren. Like, is my voice that bad? But yeah. uh, I didn't want children with uh, previously. And then, okay. you know, when you find someone I, that. I agree. Things change things change and you meet the right person and you'll never settle for anything less before that. And uh, Nadine's like, she's just fabulous. I just want to say, Nadine. I love it. I love that. That's so good. That's yeah. so sweet. Well, that's, that's so great. You found your person. Thank you. Yeah. She's the best. I can't wait for us all to hang out and be. I know. Uh, I know. And you're planning and you're going to be with her next week when you go to California. Well, no, she's in Australia right now, so I will be yes. with her. I'm flying out to LA to go visit my brother with my parents, and then I'm coming back here, and then I'm going to fly out to LA to go meet her in July. Well, okay, my shop, liver. Yeah, huh? yeah, I'm not seeing Liz at all. Liz, I'm no, seeing no, no. you literally next week, like literally, yeah, like next I'm week. Just I'm just saying you didn't say that when Margaret asked. You okay, well, question. I mean, like uh, uh, my mom ran out of house, like that's why I'm going out there. Obviously, I'm seeing you. Obviously, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Margaret, these that's women in my life, Lexi, that's, these women in my good. life. Oh, I love it. So good. So we also ask everyone who comes on the podcast, we accredit the Marge's success to be in about 50% delusion to 50% <laughs> determination. So how do your percentages stack up? It's a great question. I would say for delusion me, I'm... No, like I would say optimism and grit also. I would say like 75% is determination for me because... I definitely like have what we would call like delusion or, you know, grittier thoughts or whatever. Um, but like, I'm the hardest worker ever. Like yes. if you give me something, I will do it. No problem. And like, I'm determined to do what I want. I've had the same dream since I was seven. Um, and sometimes when I'm in my delusional world, I can get insecure and like pop out of it, but it's like my, my terminate, my determination that keeps me moving forward. So that's what I would say. Good. Liz, I do you want to go question. first next time? Okay. Yeah, no, no, that I knew that was like safe. For you to say like oh, you know oh. I, mean? I knew that was a safe one um also now I'm lady, safe. ladies first ladies first um yeah. god you know i love this i really love this because you guys are so right it really is you have to be slightly delusional yes. to keep going it's and true. i have been told no my whole life and my whole career especially in entertainment like i said I had this great show. It's sitting on a shelf somewhere. Like you got to just like almost be cr crazy enough to just keep going. So I think for me, I would almost say, I would say it's similar to Darren. I would say 60, 70% uh, determination, 30, 40 delusion, depending on the project and the dream. Yes. I <laughs> what an easy answer for you, Liz. That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I always say the delusion is because like, you know, if I don't believe my own hype, no one else will, right? And Amen. I never, I never thought there was a doubt in my mind, you know, the odds are stacked against us, but we always have like the impossible dream. Oh, yeah. we'll get it done. The roof is caving in, it's you know, fine. we're planning a party, everything's going wrong, but we're like, oh, no big deal. No we'll big deal. Like, you know, cause if I don't like delude myself to think I'm going to fucking pull it off and you know the ship is going to sink. And then we always manage to pull it off anyway. Yes. Or like That's growing right. up, you know, my mother, I mean, we had the refrigerator of a bachelor, you know, you know she'd spend her last dollar on a fucking lipstick, but I had no <laughs> idea, you know? So in my head, I was always like famous and, you know, my mother was like a superstar, but meanwhile, she was like a single mother banging married guys. I mean, you know, <laughs> it was like, I love it. You know, so 
that's that's really what it is. Well, that's it. You could be fifty percent determined, fifty percent delusion, and I could be a hundred percent fucking panicked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I make Lexi hundred percent panicked. Hundred percent anxious. I mean, that is what you know. You yeah. know, caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget is right. Like tuna yeah. fish budget to have caviar dreams, you have to be delusional. Like, yes, but yeah. it works for sure. Yes, it yeah. totally works. And then the last question is because you guys are both very entrepreneurial, right? You've created a lot of things. You've made a lot of stuff happen. What's your most entrepreneurial advice, like real advice mm-hmm. that you could give somebody who wants to start a podcast, you know, to make their dreams happen, whatever you guys, you know, what's the most real advice you could give to somebody? Liz. Liz. Oh, oh Liz. thank you. You know, for me, it's do your goddamn homework. I, I can't tell you how frustrating it is when I meet people and they're like, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, did you know that there's a hundred thousand, like, what's the differentiator between your project? Like do the research, do the homework. And then I would just say, do it, be delusional. Who cares? Like just get it out there, you know, without hesitation. But I would just say, don't hesitate to have the idea, but make sure you do the homework to make sure that, you know, it's a real thing. That's my advice. Yes. I think that's great advice. I mean, I definitely think just do it. I think for me, it would be, be as authentic as possible to you because people really read on inauthenticity, like no matter what I tried to like get on board with projects. I'm like, eh, it's not that good, but maybe I should, or this and that. It just like, it never pans out unless you really like believe in yourself, believe in whatever you're creating or doing or whatever. And like, it has to be hundred percent authentic to you because that's really the most endearing quality in somebody when somebody's passionate about whatever they're doing and they want to sell it. Um, so that's what I would say. Be authentic and definitely just like, just do it. You know, Nike had it right. Yes, it's true. Nike did have it right. That's so good. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you guys so much for coming on. Liz and Darren, thank this you. was so enlightening. We love you. Thank you. We love you guys. Love and this guys. is so amazing. Scissoring isn't a thing and people should fucking know that. Everyone should listen to your podcast. Tell everybody where to find you. You can find us at SIAT Podcast. You can download us uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, it is scissoring isn't a thing, but on Instagram, it took a little too long to say that. So it's at SIAT Podcast. You can follow me at Carpe Darren and Liz at Listen to Liz. Thank you for having us. <laughs> they had a Joe for me. Say yes. Joe. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That was amazing. That was so I got much some fun. great questions. They're so smart. They're so fabulous. Very charismatic. It, they are so fun. They both had amazing careers, and I love that they. Have and they're so young. So young it makes me feel fucking old. I All hate right. them. I Fuck fucking them. hate them. Fuck them. Not having it. No, not right. No, they're so amazing. They I are. love Darren. I love Liz. I wish I could be with them all the time. I know we have to get together. Now, this is why women empowerment is so important to get to meet amazing women. We need to set up. Yes, because women really do run the world. And also, we have so many good friends in common. Taylor Strackas, Sonny Rogers, all these great women now cheat. So many good women around us. Our network spreads across the country. It does. Across the world. Across the world. And we lift each other up. And everybody wants everyone to do better, be better, do interesting things. We have great opinions. We're smart. I love them. I know. Everybody, you must listen to Scissoring Isn't a Thing. Yes. S-I-A-T. SAIT podcast. Thank you, Caviar Dreamers, for tuning in. Pride Month is a very special month because it's all about love, fabulosity, and sparkle. Because you know, I love a little sparkle. I love a little sparkle. So and I'm so happy that we're breaking stereotypes of lesbians having great nails. I'm yes. Sorry, I, I'm all about yeah. that. You know, yes. I'm very lesbians have great nails. nails. Everyone deserves good nails. And no chips. No chips at Yes. So thank you for tuning in, everyone. You can find us every Wednesday, wherever you find your podcasts, at Spotify, Apple, Amazon, they're everywhere. And you will find us at Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget. And you'll find me at The Real Margaret Josephs. And me at The Life of Mrs. B. Thanks, guys. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming, Caviar Dreamers. <laughs>